Hello and welcome to Systemize Your Success. Today, I'm joined by Riley Jarvis. He is the CEO and founder of The Sleep Consultant. And today, we're going to be digging into how to improve our sleep as entrepreneurs and what that means to us and what the benefits of actually thinking about this and actually doing something about it rather than just living as zombies as we try to get everything done in not enough time. But that's what I think we're going to talk about. We'll find out in a second as we jump into the interview. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Riley, welcome. Really a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on today. Fantastic. All right. So do you want to just kick off? Give us a two-minute background into who you are, who you help, and how you help them. Yeah. So my name is Riley Jarvis, like you said, uh, founder of The Sleep Consultant. And I primarily help a lot of um, entrepreneurs sleep better in order to improve their performance, whether they're feeling like a two out of 10 and they really have some work to do, or they're feeling like an eight out of 10 and they're looking to just optimize. I really help both people. And I've been doing that for sort of the last say seven years or so. And it started for me after I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And it set me on just this whole new trajectory and career path with education and and everything else. So uh, yeah, since then, it's just really been helping people and showing them that when you focus on the internal machinery, improving that, the external just becomes so much easier to manage. And what are the sort of results you've seen with the clients you've worked with? Like, What maybe, what, what challenges they to, do they come to you with? And then after working with mm-hmm. you, like, what are the benefits they do they see for them personally, but also for their business? Absolutely. So a lot of people, it's case by case for every person. That's kind of where you find out what they're going through on an onboarding call. But for the most part, a lot of it is stress and anxiety. It's just overthinking when they, at the end of the day, they're thinking, you know, is their business going to make it? Especially in the early stages of entrepreneurship, you go to bed, your mind's racing, you wake up in the middle of the night, then you're thinking about the next day. And it's just this nonstop um, cycle. And then when you wake up in the morning, you're tired. So you grab a a coffee that turns into two or three, and then the cycle repeats itself with everything else that you have going on. So with a lot of people I work with to really focus on the mind and focus on the body. And for some people it's to lose weight, to do with hormones. For some people it's to do with um, their mind to really focus. For some people it's focus. Like how do you have that deep work as an entrepreneur, that deep focus as Cal Newport will talk about um, for, you know, four plus hours on end. Cause that's really that productivity turns into time. And it's that efficiency with the time you do have, that can turn into it. So, you know, obviously entrepreneurs are able to do that, can leverage more money in your business. And it's a bit, a bit more indirect. It's hard to see that correlation, but when you start to do and attract this stuff, you can see how apparent it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I love the concept of deep work. And I mentioned before, you know, I have an ADHD brain and so I'm either <laughs> deep work or not. And yeah, yeah. I sort of, I flip between the two. And uh, so, yeah, for me, spending hours upon end of focusing, hyper-focusing on a a single project is mm. I get to my absolute most productive, the for yeah. better word, deepest work, most highly value work in the business. But that often mm. comes at a cost for me and 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 in my sleep because when I'm in that stage of like just thinking, just full on thinking about a, a single project, it can really inter- interrupts my sleep and mess me around. So yeah. I'm fascinated yeah. to see see what tips <laughs> I can take away from this to to help improve that as well and. Having yeah. a background in medicine as well, you know, I've got a, a an idea from the biological, the immune system, like how important sleep can be. 
but this is your forte. So why don't we dig into that? So why should we sure. care about this other than like looking better and, you know, feeling a bit more energized? Sure. Is it deeper than that? Is there more things we should actually be thinking about with regards to the quality of the sleep we're getting other yeah. than just the obvious ones? Sure. Yeah. You know, it goes so deep with all this. And I really invite anyone to, you know, become fascinated in this topic. Matthew Walker has a book called Why We Sleep. He was on Joe Rogan. You can watch that too. But it's fascinating. He has this childlike wonder about sleep and it's kind of in its infancy stages, the research of it. But it's so fascinating the more you see coming out about it every day. But it does go so deep because sleep will affect our hormones, our brain neurotransmitters, you know, parts of our brain, emotion, emotional processing parts of our brain, how we, you know, lead people on a team, how we talk to clients. I've even seen it on people with sales calls. We improve their sleep and now their sales calls starts improving because it's, a, it's not the words you say, it's everything in between and how you're reading people and everything else, becoming a better parent, a better spouse. The list just goes on and on with that. But we can really talk about the biological parts, but it's usually for, you know, a lot of people know what an, a, a night of sleep that is not good feels like, and they know what a good sleep does feel like. And I think the model that a lot of people operate from is kind of on a surface level symptom. So how do we manage the symptoms of it? Okay, I don't feel well. You know, I feel tired, so let's drink a coffee. I can't get to sleep, so let's take a pill for that. And I think that's great, and it's good for like a relief stage. But I like to kind of look at something that's more sustainable long term, kind of get to the root cause. Like, where is that coming from? Is it some kind of deficiency in the body, or like where does that type of thing lie? When you look at it from that place, sometimes a lot of those symptoms will sometimes sort themselves out, sometimes not. But I find it's really good. So I like to see it. Stage one, relief, stage two, kind of acute, and then stage three, maintenance. And then when you do it that way, I find it works pretty well for people. Okay. What what kind of things are, you said, obviously, it's the case-by-case case basis, but yeah. to give people some ideas of what can general people do to improve the quality of their sleep? Yeah. So there's usually, I have a top 10 list, but a couple of those things is sleep in a cold, better environment temperature. Celsius, you know, that's about 16 to 18 years. Um, 18 Fahrenheit, you know, 65, 66 Fahrenheit. Um, you also want to have blue light. We really want to reduce about one or two hours before sleep. So wearing blue light blocking glasses is great. One of my favorite brands is called true dark and they're called the twilight classics that kind of block all forms of light. And also on your computer, like if you do have, if you are an entrepreneur, like most of us who like to be on our computer, the very last second before we go to sleep, there's a software you can download on your computer called irisTech.co, And it's kind of like this software called f.flux. It kind of puts the red light in, but it does so much more with the screen flickering and all these kinds of things. The next thing you can do is eating before bedtime. If we have any heavy meals four hours before sleep, this can actually actually negatively impact your sleep. Now I have no issue if somebody has, you know, a tablespoon of honey, some MCT oil, maybe some protein before we go to bed to help stabilize that blood sugar. But that's a big one for a lot of people. We'll also notice if they have caffeine too late in the day. So so they usually say 2 p.m. after 2 p.m. don't have coffee. I've seen it as early as, you know, 11 a.m. So I really like to do like that 10-hour window before we go to sleep. Some people are slow metabolizers and fast metabolizers of caffeine. So just based genetically, there's these different reasons. Other things we can look at too is, you know, exercise before bedtime. Uh, we don't want to do that too late in the evening, but we can go for a light walk. One of the biggest surprising ones a lot of people don't realize is People think it's all about the evening routine, but equally it's all about the morning routine. And in the morning time, if we can expose our eyes to light within the first hour of waking up, this light will enter our brain into our master clock and start signaling to all of our organs and our hormones and different parts of our body that it's time to wake up. 
And when we have that cue and stimulus, then our brain will know when is it time to go to sleep. And so our, our, you know, our bodies are kind of these outdated machines. We really need to give it that feedback in order to start working um, in an optimal way. So if we get the light in our eyes first thing in the morning, go for a walk outside, don't look directly at the sun, obviously, but have some of that going on. And then towards the evening time, reduce that light. Um, that will increase our melatonin. And then when we expose our eyes to light first thing in the morning, will increase cortisol. Cortisol is a good thing if it's at the right times of the day. Sometimes it gets a bad rap because it's related to stress. We don't want too much of it. Um, but those are some good things that people can look at as basic low-hanging fruit. There's this idea of uh, light first time, first thing in the morning. Does that need to be natural light or do, does just sitting in a well-lit room have the same effect? Yeah, great question. So naturally well-lit, uh, natural sunlight is the one that you ultimately want to go for. Now, like you, I believe you're in Sweden. I'm in Canada. We're approaching the winter time now. That's a little bit more difficult. So what I like to do is get some of these. Uh, they're called um, they're very bright lights where it's ten thousand to twelve thousand lux. You can just put this into Amazon. It's probably thirty dollars, and you can put on a timer for about thirty minutes. Just set it about forty five degrees from your computer, and that'll mimic the effects of the sun. Now it's too bad we don't get sun that early in the morning, unless it's later on in the day. But that's something that I like to do um, when I'm up here. If I'm not, you know, down south or something. Thing. But if you do have access to the sun, try exposing minimum 10, 15 minutes in the morning. Okay, cool. And then one of the, uh, I guess the questions is, you've maybe alluded to this a bit, but what are the real negative impacts on the human body or on the mind mm -hmm. as well? Because I know that I know that what I feel like after not asleep, I've got a <laughs> 18 month, I've got an 18 month old kid. I was just saying yeah. before we came on, he's been unwell this yeah. week. So I think it was on monday night he was awake every 15 minutes for the entire night so yeah. i'm pretty convinced without even looking at my sleep tracking watch i didn't get any deep <laughs> sleep that night and, yeah. and i know how i felt the next day and i'm right. sure that anyone listening to this when they've had that sort of terrible night's sleep especially with kids can relate to it and just not mm -hmm. feeling on top form and just just basically uh just thinking i wish this day would end and I so know. You know, what is actually going on like why does that happen it's it, it, there's the obvious reason well i'm tired but sure. actually there must be more to it than that like and and i know sure. as a, 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 a as a mountaineer going on expeditions or doing ultra marathon running like we can keep our bodies going far far longer or you yeah. just have to read books about the sas or whatever you know whatever your interests are like mm. yeah you can keep your body going so much longer than you think without any sleep or with very yeah. very little sleep yeah. But, and as entrepreneurs, we do this chronically sometimes. Like, I can go sure. weeks and, like, you know, look at my average sleep is like down to like four, five, six hours because I'm in that hyper focus mode. Um, but then at some point, I'll just like just stop. And, like, yeah. so I'm, I'm fascinated to know, like, what is going on in all that? What makes us sleep? What, why do we need it? What the effects of, not doing it, you know, that sure. would be fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, and it's amazing what you said, especially for us entrepreneurs, we usually see sleep as a liability. We just close our eyes, open our eyes, and we get on with it. But there's so much more if we can really focus on sleep. So this is a couple of things that are going on. While we sleep, we can kind of break it down. You know, there's there's light sleep, non-REM sleep, there's deep sleep, and we have REM sleep. Whenever somebody has a track, whether you have an Orwing or a Whoop Band, an Apple Watch, a Fitbit, whatever it is, we usually want to get between two an hour and a half to two hours of deep sleep and an hour and a half of REM sleep. And if we REM sleep is more focused for restoring your mind and the deep sleep is more focused on restoring our body. Now, let's say we're to sleep for eight hours in the first four hours of that sleep, it's going to be more deep sleep dominant, restoring more of a physical body. In the second phase of that four hours, eight, eight, 
eight hour sleep cycles can be more REM sleep dominant, restoring your physical brain. And so this is why when people wake up in the middle of the night with where they go to the bathroom, whatever it is, they'll notice if they can't get back to sleep in that second half of the night, they feel really foggy mentally and they sometimes feel like a walking zombie. And so it's really important that we get that full deep sleep and that REM sleep. Now, what happens if we don't get that? And let's say we're sacrificing that sleep. Well, there's short-term and long-term effects. Long-term, we could potentially have genetic, you know, some kind of mutations where could pose possible disease risk. I mean, the, the science is there and it can, you know, diabetes, cancer risk, all these things can go through the roof. Absolutely. Short-term though, we know what that feels like, but what's actually going in if we were to look inside of your biology, kind of like looking under the hood of a car, what's actually happening inside. So while we're sleeping in our brain, it's really restoring our, there's some, there's a part inside of our brain called our amygdala. This is the emotional controlling sense of our, of our brain. And what's happening is while we're sleeping is we're consolidating memories from the past day, what we were learning but it's really restoring our mind. And there's something in our brain called our lymphatic system. It's kind of these internal garbage truck cleaners that come through our brain, especially during the REM sleep stages, and will clean all that junk out. And that's a big reason why when people have lack of sleep, the risk of Alzheimer's is going high because with Alzheimer's, you have a lot of that plaque in the brain building up. And so that's where the REM sleep is extremely important. Now on the physical side, I'll have a lot of athletes that I work with where the recovery for them is extremely important or just people day to day. And for them, when we sleep in the deep, the deep sleep, we have human growth hormone release. Human growth hormone release is extremely important for restoring our physical body. Now, if we don't get that full deep sleep cycle, then they'll find that they're sore all the time. They have this high inflammation. And that's another thing that happens when we don't sleep properly is inflammation is going to go up with our body. We won't be able to recover as fast. And it, this is going to do stuff with our di digestive system. That motility is going to slow down. That's going to cause us the next day to maybe go into more of a fight or flight state to maybe, maybe be more anxious, just be off of our game. We're going to, the next day go towards more sugary foods because, you know, our sensitivity is going to be off that way. So that's where, you know, people in the day when they don't sleep that well, they'll go for a coffee, they're craving, you know, sweets, pastries. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of it too. If I ever do get a bad sleep, like I just got back from Africa, it was a 10 hour time zone difference. And, you know, I was craving a lot. It was definitely mind over mind over uh, a lot of mind power using there, but uh, yeah. So those are some things on a basic level, but we can absolutely go deeper too. I think that's quite an interesting way to look at it because sometimes we can kid ourselves uh, that we don't need as much sleep. And, you know, you, mm. I mean, I am a very early riser, but I also go to bed very early. So I'm typically <laughs> in bed by eight o'clock at night. So when I mm. tell people I get up at three, four o'clock at the latest, normally they think I'm crazy, <laughs> but I've just shifted when I sleep because I found that that is the best time for me to sleep. It also fits in really well with my kids because it means I go yeah. to bed with them and then I get, up in the morning and have some time to do work before they get up. And that's really good for me. I'm a, I'm a really good morning person with regards to focus. Sure. So, um, but the, um, but I think what's really interesting is you looking at those symptoms of lack of sleep that yeah. even if you can kid yourself, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then when, sure. for example, you start craving for coffee like, i don't drink coffee today i drank coffee because i didn't have a good night's sleep last night because my son was was keeping me up again because he's poorly um but i typically don't drink coffee at all because actually it make, makes me quite jittery but then when i'm sure. sleep deprived i have this craving for it mm. and the same with sugar I, I rarely eat anything that's just sugar based like sweets and all the rest of it because it doesn't really yeah. agree with me but yeah. when i'm sleep deprived i do and yeah. so it's interesting hearing that idea of 
you know, you can use those those next day sort of symptoms or cravings, whatever, mm. to think, you know what, actually, maybe yeah. these are the signs that I just need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's just it, right? And people think, you know, they're 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 climbing up this mountain all the time because they didn't sleep well and they're trying to control these different cravings. When if they just improve their sleep, the next day would just be more effortless. Like your body wouldn't send these signals to your brain that you need to eat something that sugary just by having that good sleep. So I think just ROI wise, it's one of the, one of the best things you can do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. And what else can we, we learn from this, you know, as, as entrepreneurs, like what are the, the, the key things that you've learned in working with all the clients that you have either of the, yeah. the, the takeaways or the benefits or what, what, what else is the, are the important things we need to discuss today? Sure. So for those people who are looking to go a little bit more advanced, one thing you can do is you can always test your biology. So like you can look at your genetics. I'll give you a quick example. There's something known as your chronobiology. And that basically means, are you more of a morning person or are you more of a nighttime person? This is kind of genetically. And I can't tell you the amount of people. So just zooming outward, 70% of the population is a night owl and 30% of the population is a morning person. But if that's true, and we're all waking up super early to go to work. If we were to just shift our wake up time and maybe go to bedtime by an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, it would improve the productivity significantly. And they've actually done studies on this with kids, just the improvements yeah. in their grades and everything else like that. It's really amazing. So what I think the main premise with that there is we really want to match our environment to our genetics. And we can do, you know, like there's the power of wenquiz.com and we can find out what our sleep animals signed by a sleep doctor named Dr. Bruce. And that's great. But it, Truly, if you can do a genetic test on yourself and you can see if you're a morning lark or a, um, a night owl and you match your circadian rhythm to it, you match your schedule to it. I've seen massive improvements in people's sleep scores, their HRV, their, you know, their performance just overall and their productivity throughout the day. And it reflects in their business too. And it's all just making that shift. So it's not about consuming all these supplements and doing all these extra things. It's something as basic as that. And once you get that match to the foods you're eating, the exercise you're doing, that matches what your body actually needs. Now we can look at kind of real time. Okay. What's happening. So what's, what are the hormones looking like? Maybe there's a reverse, you know, somebody has really high cortisol before they go to sleep at night for other people. When they wake up in the middle of the night, a big one I'm seeing is really low blood sugar. And what that causes is when someone has low blood sugar, they need cortisol and adrenaline to wake them up at night. And that's going to stimulate people and they won't be able to get to sleep. So it's not always in the mind. Sometimes it can be in the body too, but you know, it's, if you can get all these things tested, that's one of the surefire ways, but I always think you should start with the low hanging fruit things first. I think a sleep tracker, like I have an aura ring, but you can use an Apple watch. You can use a whoop band. They're all great. But once you have data, instead of guessing, you can now start measuring and monitoring what's going on. And you can take care of a scientific approach to it. Test one variable at a time. Okay. I didn't sleep well tonight. My sleep score didn't reflect that too well. Okay. Maybe I'll try going to bed earlier. Okay. Maybe I'll try eating earlier. Maybe I'll try making my room dark, trying just one thing at a time and making it simple. Um, just introducing these things. I mean, we're all busy as entrepreneurs, but if you can at least try these things, especially trying to stack habits, like a great book on this is uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear is a great book. If you want to make it simple and adapt these habits, but um, just making it simple. What are ways that you can easily put it into your schedule to make it already there? Some of these software applications like iristech.co is really good. These blue bucking glasses. Think of Pareto's principle. Like what are the, you know, we put in 20% of the effort to get 80% of really the results we're looking for. And what are those easy dials in your life? And once you figure those out, then you can just be a lot more efficient with the time you do have. 
Yeah, totally. And I think for me, I mean, I got into this and got really interested when I was doing a lot of uh, ultramarathon training mm-hmm. because you're putting your body under such an amount of physical stress on a regular basis, yeah. you know, running for 12 hours plus in training, let alone race days. And, um, and so like you're, if you don't, if I didn't sleep, all those things you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, having more pain and more inflammation and, and not recovering as quick, like it just like mm. the difference between actually getting the sleep right and not was just yeah. night and day with regards yeah. to how much I could perform. I also looked at a lot of diet as well. So I was doing huge amounts of testing on, on, uh, different food types that what, what mm. suited me, what, um, speed up my recovery. And in doing all this, I realized that actually the foods I ate and when I ate them really affected my sleep. So oh, interesting. And then also <clears throat> looking at my sleep, and this is when I figured out that I need to go to bed earlier rather than staying up later, is that I can still function if I go, go later. But if I look at the amount of deep sleep I got, then if I go to sleep before nine o'clock, I get all my deep sleep in the first two hours. I get out and half to two hours solid. It's and then... Much. And then how much REM you get then is great because it's, as you say, resets yeah. your brain. But if I go to sleep after 12, I don't get, mm. I get a quarter of the amount of deep sleep. Oh, wow. And this yeah. wasn't like, it's not like any difficult science or anything like that. It's literally yeah. it's just, I've got, I've got a Garmin watch, same as Apple watch. And it was just yeah. looking at the app, like, and uh-huh. looking back and going, oh yeah, look, those are the nights that I slept. And sometimes it may yeah. be that I went to sleep. <laughs> because i had a drink as well which doesn't help sleep uh you're quite good quality sleep anyway you often sleep longer but really really rubbish um so yeah for, for me this is this is something that i've been dabbling with for a long time to try to try to get right and because i think one of the challenges that we have as entrepreneurs is like you go into entrepreneurship i think sometimes thinking it's a short short fixed oh i'm going to leave my career and have this this great lifestyle and then what you realize when you're in it it's a never-ending battle no matter how you know I'm into systemization, no matter how systemized I get, I always find something else that needs to be fixed or needs to be systemized, or there's something else I could yeah. do with the business. So we need something like this to keep us maintained for the long term. Because yeah. this is a, a lifelong mission that we're on, whether it's this business yeah. or the next one. So right. yeah, I yeah, no, love what you're doing. Yeah, you no, know, totally true. Everything you said there. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of people who are trying to make things co complicated with these advanced tech and advanced supplements when truly they just go to bed a couple hours earlier. You can do all these things and get to your top 85%. Then if we want to get from 85 to 100, well, that's a different conversation. We can talk about these advanced things to optimize, but truly you can get to all these places and function at your your peak potential. And you're right. It's all about systemizing. How can we systemize our health just like we do with our business? Yeah, yeah, just before it came on, I was like, this is like the sleep system that we that I need to, <laughs> need to revisit because, you know, yeah. we get lazy as well. That stuff I was doing and really looking at the detail and, and, the, and the analysis of my sleep and all the rest of it. That was because I had a focus at the time. And suddenly because of injury, I've not actually done any running for this past six months or any long distance running. And uh, and I realized just before this interview, I was like, I don't remember the last time I actually looked at my sleep data on my on my app. Whereas I used to look at it nearly every day. Like mm. it's just funny how we get break out of the habit yeah. for whatever reason. So yeah. if nothing else, this has prompted me to go back and actually really revisit this and think, okay, look, where, where am I? Am, am I actually still being as, as efficient as I think I am? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm probably not. If I'm not looking at it, you know, if you don't measure it, it doesn't improve. It's that old yeah. adage. So yeah. no, it's totally true. Yeah. If you can, if you just look at it, that will subconsciously do so much for you, you know, of just monitoring that stuff. And it's interesting when I coach clients, like when they just see their own data, that 
you know, it makes my job a lot easier because a lot of that's just self-correcting. Once you see it, you, you'll be surprised how much you just fall into the right habits. Yeah, totally. All right. Amazing. Um, anything else you wanted to, to add from your side? If nothing else, like where can people get in contact with you if they want to find out more about how, you know, what you do and how you can help? Yeah, totally. So you can go on to www.vthesleepconsultant.com. Outside of there, I've got a ton of free resources, trainings that people can just download directly to the computer. And then if people want to take the next step and work together with all this stuff, whether it's lab testing or just basic, you know, with all the sleep habits and everything else, um, they can schedule free content on there as well. Cool. And it's, it's thesleepconsultant.com. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Cool. And then just out of interest, because I, you're based in Canada. I'm based in Sweden. Mm-hmm. You mentioned lab testing thing. Is that a, something that people could do worldwide or is that just for people based locally? Yeah, I can do it worldwide. So I ship it directly to your house. Um, you take your have a stool sample, uh, put it outside of your front door, UPS picks it up. Within a couple of weeks, we get the results. And I'll also send you an aura ring. We'll track your sleep from the cloud every day and night for about three months. We kind of use this objective and subjective data to really get to the to the root of where all, all this is coming from. And that's usually the fastest way I found. Ah, very cool. Right. I've got a couple of questions before I let you go. If that's okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hopefully you knew these were coming. Um, yeah. This is, I have, I'm a bit of a systems geek and a tech geek, yeah. um, which is why I do what I do. Um, yeah. What browser plugins or apps, and you've mentioned a few uh, already, but what are your favorite two, three apps or browser plugins that you use on a daily basis and why? Yeah. So the one is iristech.co. I literally just downloaded one on YouTube. It's probably my favorite one. I can't believe I didn't discover it before. I think it's called Unhooked on the Google Chrome. And what it is, it basically blocks all of those recommended YouTube suggested videos. And like how many of us go on the endless rabbit hole of all this. So it's only going to show who your subscribers are. That's one there. And I would say probably the last one would be, um, there is another, I'm really a fan of these these applications that just block my uh attention. And so there's one, I think the unhooked is for YouTube. And then the other one is to block actual websites that you go to. So whether it's like, you know, news, people want to go on, like even these things can be a distraction, right? So um, there's many other applications you can get for the Chrome browser and stuff like that. And I've got a ton more apps, but those are the biggest ones that pop to my mind right now. Yeah. Brilliant. Just on the same note, as you mentioned it, there's one I use called Facebook Newsfeed Eradicator. Oh, and that's, that's again, one. it's a browser plugin that when you when I go onto Facebook, I don't see any newsfeed. So there is Amazing. no rabbit hole to go down. Um, I only use Facebook Facebook for business. And so if I want to turn it off, you can. But if not, yeah. it basically doesn't. It's just a, a, a window into your own profile and no one else's. So, yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, the title of this podcast is Systemize Your Success. But what does success mean to you? Yes. Success to me is I, I used to be, you know, a chaser, you know, working, trying to work 14, 16 hours a day. And I thought that was the way, and I realized it wasn't. And I realized, so, so what success for me is, is ultimately having health and to be balanced in all the four quadrants where you have health, wealth, uh, love relationships, and it's all those together. And I think the more that you can have one, it, like, instead of putting everything into one basket, there's times to do that, but I've realized that I like the analogy of spinning plates. So you always have these p- plates that are split spinning, but sometimes one is faster than the other. And so maybe it's the business right now. You got to spin that fast and the others are spinning, but they're about to fall down soon. But then you go over there and you got to spin that one a little more. It's all about the more systems you can set up and allocate your time and all about efficiency and focusing also on the internal machinery. Then you'll just live a more external reality that is just more effortless and you can get more output for the same amount of time. 
Amazing. I like your answer. Uh, and very lastly, who else do you feel that would be a great guest for this podcast? Oh, there's a few people. Um, definitely on the health side, um, Chris Kresser and some of these genetic people, I think you would find fascinating with a medical background, but um, definitely some people. There's a gentleman named Timothy Morgan, who is very fascinating. Somebody else named Daniel Hill, who's really on the subconscious mind. Um, if you like this conversation, you would love what he has to say. He's he's really fascinating. Um, all these topics go into entrepreneurship, which is amazing. But uh, yeah. yeah, some there. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your suggestions. Bye. Cool. Riley, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I've really enjoyed this. I hope you have too. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming Thanks. on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else that you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.